Hey everybody, I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where I, Davis Green, talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we uh, we do with our terrific guests, like, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel. We release Pop Culture Gems on all podcast services and also on our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. Today, I am talking to an awesome voice actor who has been in video games and anime series throughout the years uh he has roles such as Al- i could never say this name correctly but i'll hide them <laughs> in genshin impact <laughs> the pokemon trainer raihan uh in pokemon twilight wings and the powerful chobi Azza in hell's paradise and you can currently see him now in an anime series called a sign of affection playing aoshi ahioki i would like to welcome nazi tarsha to the show how are you doing sir Hey, hey, glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> but every time when I see Al Haytham, I'm like, this is way too many vowels too close together. I can never get that correctly. I just <laughs> never do it. It's all, it, look, you know, close enough is good enough. It's like, people people will know what you're talking about. You know, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, man, no, the Genshin Impact community does not like they don't mess around so oh, no they do not they do not if you if you do you're not wrong you're not wrong actually so yeah so just in case they come for your ass uh yeah. it's, it's all hate them yeah i'll hate them there you go yeah, so yeah don't yeah. kill me against an impact community i'm sorry <laughs> oh man all right well let's get let's get into it man um so as always i always like to ask this to all voice actors that come on to the show um like what is your story like what got you into voice acting um so the long story short of it was that i was in college uh and i ended up taking like a couple of like theater electives and whatnot and over my summer i needed to take a couple more classes in order to hit like the requirement to get like a loan uh so i was like you know what i made friends with the theater elective it was like a general like theater appreciation class or whatever so I signed up for a couple of uh, classes. One was improv uh, and one was actor uh, acting for non-majors. And that was kind of when the bug bit for like acting in general. And then uh, not too long after, uh, like I auditioned into the program first try, got in. Um, it was like a super, super like prideful moment for me. And one that made me say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm switching gears. I'm going to go into this as a career path. I feel like maybe there's something here. Um, but, uh, you know, you learn very, very quickly that it's a, uh, very look driven field. Um, and you know, I'm five, five, I'm short, I'm fat. Like I ain't getting no lead roles anytime soon on camera. Um, so I think I was just like sitting in my living room, uh, with a couple of my roommates, uh, when it kind of like hit me that. You know, you know, we watch like, you know, these various like cartoons and shows and whatnot and uh, obviously playing like video games with each other. And it kind of hit me that, oh, wait, like it's like voice acting is a is a thing, a, a branch of acting. So like maybe I can do that. And that's kind of when I started doing more research and getting more uh, engrossed into the field of voiceover um, as an option so that I could, you know, find a a more prosperous career than, uh, you know, just 
kind of being relegated to my appearance. And don't get me wrong, like voiceover still has a little bit of that that goes on too, of course, especially when you have like the motion capture, like the facial likeness and all that. But for the most part, I mean, I play a lot of like either like hot guys or like, you know, really built as hell guys. And I'm just like, yeah, nah, that ain't me. That's my voice, but that ain't me, you know? <laughs> so... Um, I I love the uh, like uh, yeah because I, I I was noticing that when I was looking at your the list I'm like man you have a lot of hispondos under your list that you've been that you that no you've been man using. it's uh, I'll take it man I'll if, if you got a hot guy you need voiced uh, as long as you think my voice still fits that category I'm always here for it man <laughs> <laughs> I mean well like uh what uh, do you remember like the first like the first role that you got uh getting kind of getting your getting your uh, feet wet into the voice in the voiceover yeah so my first professional gig actually was on a live action called Swordmaster. uh so i had been taking like workshops and whatnot and through those workshops um uh, i led into like personal coaching and with the or private coaching rather and with the private coaching um it led both of those experiences ended up leading to people referring me and recommending me to uh, various directors, friends, uh, engineers, etc. And uh, Stephen Hoff, uh, formerly at Ocatron back then, he ended up bringing me on to do some bits, uh, kind of get my feet wet. Uh, his wife, Terry, actually, who was my coach at that time, um, she ended up recommending me uh, to him. I was like, hey, uh, he's got some potential. He's got some promise. Uh, you know, throw him on some bits or wall or whatever. So I remember I went in and, uh, you know, it's super, super, super nerve wracking. It's like first session, first ever time doing this. And, you know, as, as, as much as you take the classes and whatnot, nothing ever truly like prepares you for like the real world moment until you actually experience it and get it under your belt. So there was a little bit of a, an oh shit moment for me when you know you're sitting in the booth and when you're slamming out like random bits uh when people think voiceover they think you know having like a multitude of like wacky voices you know going from like your super high-pitched falsettos all the way down to your deep growly like orcs and whatnot but when you're doing a live action you're dubbing over humans so that range immediately gets limited to something closer to this, uh, where it's just like, okay, cool. You have to go to your higher and your lower, but not to the cartoony range of it. So uh, being put through the ringer then, uh, where it's like, oh, so this is what it's like to be thrown on like things where it's like, you're not given a heads up on what you're recording. You're just like, okay, cool. Let's check out this dude. Uh, yeah, he looks old. Uh, go ahead and just like age up your voice a little bit. All right, cool. Done. Next guy. Uh, he looks closer to you. Just your normal voice. Great. Next guy. Uh, high pitch, pitch yourself just a slightly bit higher, maybe a little nasalier or whatever. You know, it's like, that was my first time like really experiencing the gauntlet. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my, my first, you know, my first time getting my feet wet was, uh, that live action. Um, and then from there, uh, Steven, he recommended me to various uh, friends and folks, uh, him and Terry. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up getting, um, getting into uh, at the time Funimation uh, through Joel McDonald. He brought me on one piece. And from there it was just, you know, like it's as you continue to do, presumably I did good work. I, or in the very least people liked working with me, I suppose. Uh, Whatever the reason is, you know, 
I slowly started getting into other people's booths, started making more connections, more friends, and uh, well, really, really long answer to say here's where I am now. Well, but. no, I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I mean, it's just like I mean, it just show. But I just like to show the the progression of like you know, it just because I mean. Don't get me wrong. I know there's certain situations where people who may not have been, you know, that that may have not have gone to school for specifically for voice acting or let alone, you know, most most voice actors have like a theat a thea, uh, like a theater driven background. And then, but there have been circumstances where people don't didn't have that, and then uh, and then you see them become successful without uh without getting to that point. I just love that progression that it's like it shows that. It's not. It it just didn't fall in your lap, you know. It's something that right, you actually right. have to work on, you know. That so that's, it's always cool. That's the interesting thing about this field, you know. You have, and, and I've seen my own peers guilty of it. I, I've been even guilty of it at some point earlier on. Um, but you know, you see a lot of these what feels like overnight successes, where all of a sudden they're the lead of every show, or like they're just major character after major character, and you're like, what the hell? Where did that guy even come from? Or, um like what did I do wrong or whatever. But the thing that you come to learn and realize is um, you don't know what a person's path truly entails, kind of like what you were touching on um, and that we all have different walks of life. And the terrible thing about the internet and social media is that it's essentially just a highlight reel, you know, like you go on my thing on my uh, resume and whatnot. And you see that I've just, you know, anime after anime, after video game, after video game. Um, then I do a shit ton of commercials. That's not even like listed and whatnot. And, but like, unless you actually talk to me and know that's like, yeah, I got my theater degree um, several years ago. I mean, practically a decade ago at this point. Um, and, you know, there was a point where I was even in like homeless. It was very, very brief, but I was like, homeless living out of my car. Um, and just, uh, you know, when I finally got an apartment, um, there was a time where I was sharing a three bedroom with four different dudes. Uh, so oh, it's like, wow. so it's like everyone had a bedroom except me. I was like living in the living room, but like I relegated like a small part. I put up curtains and I made like a makeshift room, so to speak. Like um, a divider of some sort. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those, yeah. Like those are the days where it's like me and uh, a couple of my best friends would, um, uh, would go to Walmart at like two, three in the morning to find them clearancing some of the subs or whatever and being like, all right, there's dinner right there. You know, barely, you know, having to like pull up our bank accounts. It's like, all right, cool. I got 129. This should cost 118 with the tax. I should be able to buy this clearance sub now. Um, uh, they don't see any of that because again, social media and, and the internet in general, just like, it's just the highlight reels. You know, you don't see any of the struggle. You don't see some, you know, some of my peers who look like overnight successes. You don't see that they were, um, like they were child actors. Yeah. Well, and not even just the struggling. Some of them, you don't even realize they were like child actors um, or that they've been doing this since they were younger. But because now they're all of a sudden like become mainstream, it looks like to, to the public, it looks like they came out of nowhere, but internally in the industry, Casting directors probably have known about them for years. You know, it's not like they were just random and whatnot. So there's there's a lot that you come to learn in terms of uh, sort of like these overnight success stories and how legitimately like a lot of them aren't overnight successes. They really have been like putting in a lot of work. You just don't necessarily see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, uh, I mean, do you do you yourself have like a like a personal fandom? Uh, fandom 
you know, it could be anything like anime, gaming, I don't know, like soccer, <laughs> you know, like what the uh, personal fandom. <laughs> uh like one that i'm personally like uh involved or not involved but like attracted to i guess or like yes. i would say like a, um not really uh i think that's one of the things that probably separates me like a hair from my other peers is that um i don't i don't really have any of that <laughs> anytime anytime i see friends and peers like you know uh express like so much love for for a specific show or a specific you know uh product or project um don't get me wrong like i've grown up and i have like a lot of nostalgia things under my belt you know whether it's like pokemon or sonic or or teenage mutant ninja turtles you know all these like things where it's like i've grown up on it's like yeah well of course i i love all of that stuff um but there's nothing that i've legitimately you know like let myself be like a hardcore part of um and not because i don't want to it's just I don't know. I, I I guess I just I take things I take things with a uh, a a moderate level of fascination and appreciation. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's a good that's a good answer in itself. It's like you know what I like this, but I don't like like this to a point that it doesn't defy me. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess if you really want some of my fans would probably be like, hey, cheese is his fandom. But it's like, like, all right, cool. Yeah, like I like cheese. But I mean, let's be like, realistically speaking, outside of the jokes, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't. Moderation is key, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, and uh, when uh, but uh, when you're uh, when when you're away from the booth or when you leave the booth, like, what is it? Is it what is there anything that you like to do that that kind of makes you that you like to do to decompress from your from your work um you know not fully i kind of just go back to sitting on my computer chair uh or i go into the living room and i pet my dogs a little bit and kind of sit down if i like you know if i had like a, a remote session where i was inside of my own personal booth then i mean first thing that's happening is s sweaty ass shirts coming off and i am just like turning all the ACs back on and getting myself back to a, to a normal temperature. But, um, uh, is it like yeah, no you ventilation know, in your personal booth? It's like, or, or? Well, it's not that there isn't any pers uh, ventilation, but it's, you know, when, when you have to turn all the AC units off on top of like screaming inside of your booth and just, um, it don't matter how much ventilation is in there. <laughs> I, once, once I start, once my fat ass starts getting that booth sweated up, like it's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, no amount of ventilation is going to save that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really is no different than me, uh, you know, back when I used to work at like Ross or Publix or wherever it was, you know, I just, after I get off of work, I just come home. I kind of just sit on my computer or lay down in bed in silence for like a little bit and then back to, you know, browsing Reddit or, or watching YouTube videos or listening to music. Like it's, it's, it sounds boring, but it's like, you know, it, it really is just like, me clocking in for my shift and clocking out like there is no well one could say that your de one could say that your decompression is uh is to browse is to surf just aimlessly surf on the web uh, sure it, sure in that case man i'm decompressing a lot i will tell you that. <laughs> it's like you know it's like i'm just going to look around just peruse and uh, peruse around the, the internet and see what's what's out there you know because i because that's like, but you gotta be careful sometimes. Because sometimes, actually, kind of good. It's a good way to kind of segue to the next question here, uh, because you're. I would have to say your 
you're one of the bravest people to go into a subreddit on a character <laughs> <laughs> you played and like and, and have the folks say about like like the folks that criticize your the, the performance itself like i mean like i was like usually you don't see a lot of people doing that because they don't want to hear the feet that crazy feedback especially on the on the subreddit but like do you usually do like get feedback by lurking uh lurking in in a, in forums like that or is it just like something you have to be in the mood for it or so um so there's a it's kind of a it's weird so and uh, i refuse to believe that there isn't a single one of my peers that doesn't uh, fucking Google themselves. Oh, but by the way, is this a? Do I have to keep this PG? I just realized I'm no. like dropping. Like, okay, okay, cool. We're like ten um, minutes in now, and then it's like now you're like, well, okay, now nah, we're good. F bomb, I dropped. If we're being, you know, I mean, that was, that was just like, oh, okay, that, shit. No. no, 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 you good, man. <laughs> you know, I, I like, I like, I like having a little bit of, you know, like no. I'm a guy. I'm just a dude. I don't, I don't fucking like. Don't get me wrong. I'm professional, and I need to, and I'll, and I'll code switch back when I'm in a room where it's just like. Oh, there's some suits here, but like you know, nah. us talking is just like, no, nah, no, nah, this this is who I nah, am right here. Here's the thing, though, because uh, this, this, <laughs> this, this is exactly what I want from this podcast. Because like I know, like I definitely love going to see going to a convention and meeting meeting folks and like you know voice actors and stuff. But I love it that when it's just purely raw like this, you know, like it's yeah. like nice, chill, relaxed, <laughs> and it's kind of conversation. It's just a straight up conversation, you know. That's exactly what I've been trying to go for. So now, nah, so whatever you want to do, go for it, man. Dig it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, going back to the question, I, I refuse to believe that there isn't a single one of my peers that don't uh, like either search themselves on social media or Google themselves or or check Reddit, etc. Um, the only difference is uh, for me personally, um, I'll do that and I'll see some of the feedback. Right. And I think the only time I will legitimately engage with vocal feedback is if it's positive. Um you know, and, and not too much either. Just like a, a quick thanks, or if I think something's funny or whatever. Like going into the subreddit for that that, that thirsts over your character. Um, uh, I also think there's something fun and funny about just like kind of popping up. Like if, there, if there's anything that people should know if they don't already know about me from my social media, it's like I'm just a shit poster. I just like to have fun, and I think there's something really fun about just like popping in and be like, boo, you know. Um, but uh, in terms of you know like finding feedback to correct performances and all this stuff. Um, truthfully, I really don't give a shit what the fans say um, because whether you like or hate a performance at the end of the day, I did what the director wanted. Um, so it's not even that while yes, I do bring an element of myself to a role. I bring my own creative ideas to a role, uh, my line reads, etc. At the end of the day, everything has to be approved by the director and their vision. And mm -hmm. so uh, you know, at the end of the day, it really is, have I satisfied the client uh, and the director? Um, and if the answer is yes, then that's all I could ask for. Because whether or not uh, fans hate my voice or hated my performance in a role and whatnot, um, I had no control over that, you know? Like, I did an audition. I got cast for what I did. Uh, so what good is that feedback? Oh, I hated his voice. It was too deep or, Oh, I hated his voice. It's too nasally or it's not deep enough. Or I prefer the Japanese. Like that's not constructive, you know, um, that's stuff that is legitimately just out of my control. So why am I going to look for, uh, things that I can't fix or change, you know? 
Um, I'm trying to so, kind of search for some sort of level of validation of the, whatever the people. I mean, like, well, not saying that you are, but like rather. No, no, right, right. Yeah. It's like, like, don't be wrong. Like, I look at them because obviously curiosity gets the best of us, and we want to know that people like what we're doing. And mm -hmm. seeing that people hate it will still make us spiral. It's absolutely made me spiral every now and then. Mm -hmm. But, but in terms of like adjusting uh performances in the future and doing this and doing that it's like there is nothing to be done because again i'm being directed uh yeah there is an element that uh is out of my control so if you didn't like my iteration or my performance of a thing that had nothing like there is literally nothing i could do about that because at the yeah. end of the day they cast me and i said yes and i did what they wanted you know um, oh man I totally understand. That makes so. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's not like, like I mean, you're just a you're you're a working piece of the of a bigger of a bigger picture there. Exactly. The, and, we're just and, we're just yeah. a cog in the machine, you know. Ex exactly. And it's not just it's not up to you on whatever it whatever whatever happens. It's like, oh no, this is just me on my first take of this character. Here we go. Let's release it out uh, out there in the ether. No, it's there's other right. you know, there's someone out there that'll say, yeah, let's do it. Let's go with that and <laughs> and deal with. Yeah, it. Yeah. No. And 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 like you know even there are even times where like I've gotten out of sessions and I'll tell my girlfriend or, or my best friends, like I hated what we did um, that I tried throwing out things that I think hit my ear better or that I think were better. Um, but they ultimately wanted me to go in this direction or that direction. And it's like, okay, well like at that point it legitimately is out of my hand. And you know, the, 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 the pros and cons of being an actor is when you get to this level, right. Is that, you'll become the face of a product, um, which means you get all of the good. Uh, so if they love the product, love the the thing, the actor is the one that gets all the praise. Fuck the director, fuck the writer, fuck everybody in the production who legitimately brought the performance into the space. Uh, only the actor essentially gets the recognition and it's shitty and I hate that. But, you know, that's what happens. But at the same time, <laughs> if production or directors or whatever made some pretty wild choices or made you go in a weird ass direction um and the and you know it was bad or you didn't like it or whatever it could be um and the fans don't like it again you get the blame so it's a double-edged sword in a way you know, it's like you get all the good and you also get all the bad um yeah <laughs> so you know because i'm I, uh, as you already you know, mentioned in the beginning of this session, like the, the Genshin community, for instance, um, absolutely love them. Uh, but man, can they go to extremes sometimes? And, you know, I've had peers um, that uh, have been just straight up uh, pitchforked for uh, something out of their control. You know, um, I don't want to name names, but, you know, I remember one of my friends was so excited to be cast and, um, seeing that they had to kind of abandon ship on the social media train because everybody disliked their character um, or disliked their iteration, their voice. They thought it was too annoying or whatever it could be. And it's like, they had no control over that. Like, like what they do you drop, like they dropped their social completely just because of the feedback. That Momentar they momentarily. Yeah. Momentarily. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, they, the people came in droves. Uh, mm. You know, if you look, if you look at any posts that we make in regard to like these announcements or 
these things like they can easily hit uh 10k plus in terms of uh engagement and whatnot so it's like if the community as a whole dislikes your performance you're going to hear it uh and it's gonna suck i've been you know very very fortunate in that the majority of the, the the community has been welcoming has has uh praised my performance in some capacity or another um you always will gonna have the people who are gonna prefer the dub uh, or sorry the uh the, the the japanese, japanese yeah actually yeah. actually it is it is a dub in this case yeah for uh, <laughs> the japanese dub or they'll prefer the original um mm. and that's fine preferences you know I'm, you can't win them all uh but the fact that you know uh i have quite a number of people who have uh, shown their support um you know you go into that subreddit people are like man that was awesome uh, but is it I mean, kind of tough though i mean i'm sorry to cut you off there but uh, oh, uh, yeah is it but is it kind of tough to kind of I mean, I mean, like a subreddit, especially I can only imagine a Genshin impact, like specifically a Genshin subreddit would has to be like a lot. I mean, a lot of people to be kind of like, is it is it is there is there like a I mean, is it just thick skin or is it just you just have to come into it as just like, oh, these people are troll. People could be trolling or these people could be uh, uh, these people are not giving me like, you know, constructive feedback, but just like they're just basically hating the hate like i mean like is, is it tough to kind of keep keep your composure when you see when you see a lot of different kinds of stuff like that uh to a degree i think the big thing is, is receiving the initial shock in the beginning um like i said i i was welcomed from the beginning so thankfully i haven't actually had to deal with uh any sort of hate or anything um so the few times it has come up i mean i've, I've already been doing this for years at this point but so, so I kind of already understand the online communities and know that sometimes, you know, like, like I said, you can't be everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. But the thing that's interesting about some of these fandoms such as Genshin um, is you don't realize just how massive uh, the and vocal the community is. So, and we don't have any sort of training, you know, like we're voice actors. We're not like AAA celebrities uh, or camera actors or anything. Even the most celebrity voice actor is probably on the same scale of like a d-list camera celebrity you know it's like the, the 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 levels are just that drastically different when it comes to voiceover as a medium versus uh like camera acting um so we don't have anyone to sit there and tell us how to navigate pr how to uh, handle online stuff or to not even interact with it at all just have like a PR agent deal with everything and do it like we don't have that we're not big enough to do that um, the most that we have is each other to kind of give a warning of like hey so uh, this is what's happened with these folks in the past um, tread lightly uh, this is the do's and the don'ts if you don't want to receive too many pitchforks uh, if any at all then uh, like, you know, it's like we have like small little guidelines um, where a couple of us may reach out to like when we learn of who a new person is um, like, hey, by the way, like be careful with ship art, for instance, uh, if you if you do the wrong thing with the wrong ship, guess what? You're fucked. Uh, and it, it, even if you think it's even if you think it's just like an innocent and it's like just a cool drawing or it's fun and you meant literally nothing by it. Um, you can get pitchforks and droves, uh, and it sucks. Um, so part of it, part of it is thick skin. Part of it uh, is knowing that um, 
you can't please them all. Um, if you do see negative stuff, also you don't need to interact with it very much, uh, if any at all. You know, there are some actors, some peers who feel the need to when they see a negative comment about them to defend themselves, uh, whether it be on YouTube comments, Reddit comments, uh, wherever it may be. And I think it just speaks to having way too much fucking time on your hands. Uh, you need to understand that, hey, that person, you don't need to convince them to like you, man. It, they don't like you, and it's really as simple as that. Uh, don't don't dwell like like you know you can, I can go to any of my peers and ask them what do you think of like so and so's performance not even like uh like not even in in, in regular stuff in, in our stuff but like you know talk about like a camera performance or a movie from ten years ago fifteen years like everyone's qualified to their opinion like oh I love this actor in that I hated that performance I like that performance it can clearly act but they were led astray you know it's like you don't have to like a person's performance so it's no different for the fans either they don't have to like you um as long as uh, there is, there are boundaries and, you know, a level of respect is had, then great. That's all you need. But, um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I get it. Especially when you start seeing, uh, much more negative than you'd like online. It's a little harder to shrug it off. Um, cause at the end of the day, we are just people. Um, it's hard to bottle emotions. It's hard to keep them like emotions will override logic. You know, at the end of the day, you did what you were told. You did what the client wanted. Everything is great, blah, blah, blah. And also you have a bunch of people that loved your work, but you know, for, for, for all that I'm talking, I do acknowledge it is a lot harder to just shrug off too. Cause I mean, who likes seeing, uh, that these people like really fucking hated you or your or your performance or whatever it's like no one likes that it's easier to shrug off sometimes than others um and but that is the thing like part of it's thick skin part of it is just kind of learning to live in your own like zen little bubble um and understand that the the online consensus uh it holds very little weight um compared to what your actual bookings and your industry peers think, you know, because yeah, yeah, at the definitely. end of the day, let's say, let's say you have an actor who's received a lot of online hate for a performance. Um, uh, but they're still working. They're still getting role after role after role. Then who gives a shit? You know, like yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you're still succeeding. Um, yeah. You're, I mean, you're, yeah, you're still, you're definitely, uh, definitely better off where you're at before. I mean, uh, uh, you're on a good good platform that, that you're able to be able doing what you're doing that you're loving that you love to do. So yeah, definitely understandable. Man, God, Lee, you're like the most realist person. The <laughs> I'm talking. I love it. I love I'm, I'm it. no different at conventions either. I, I just, I just, you know. Oh, I love it. I am well, what I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it though. But uh, the big well, I mean, let's get to a, like I guess more positively. Let's say sure, this. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, do you have like a dream role uh you wanna uh, like that you'd like to play or wanna play? Is there anything out there that you've that you that you that you would love to have a chance to take it, take your crack at it? Um I don't have one per se, per se. Uh, like, again, uh, there are franchises that I love. Like, I'd love to be given a crack at, like, the Sonic franchise, for instance, you know. What character um, would you be in Sonic if you did? Shit, give me Sonic, baby. Uh, 
I, uh, I, I think Shadow is super, super cool and fun. I mean, like, I mean, there's so many fucking cool characters. So, yeah. uh, like, I mean, a gun to my head to only pick, I'd probably say Shadow or, or Sonic, depending well, on how I feel that day. But I, I'm not even going to say just one. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, you can't have more than one dream role. I mean, I mean oh, no, like, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, like, there are roles that I'd love to, like, you know, have a chance at, uh, but, like, nothing were, like, I, I don't have, like, you know, uh, posters of this character or like plushies or anything like again I don't do that it's it's more just like yeah it'd be cool if I was I don't know if I played a villain in, in the Batman universe uh, it'd be cool if I played a, a villain in the Spider-Man universe. you know it's like I have like those kinds of things where it's like yeah of course but who the fuck doesn't you know yeah. it, it makes me laugh every time I see those like reddit or not thread uh, sorry those uh those twitter threads from some of my peers where it's just like uh, here's my dream role and blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like man yeah same like who the fuck doesn't want to be in that project oh sorry because you said it out loud it's going to happen I, that was my mistake i should have been more vocal like it doesn't work that way I, there's there's something funny about like online campaigning to me where it's just like no one gives yeah. a shit man <laughs> like yeah. shut, shut yeah. up um of course I, I think my other favorite is when um when those threads come around and people will put a, a character for what's probably going to be like the next big anime or like the next like, oh, big yeah. property or some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's going to be a dream role for all of like two months. And then once it gets cast, it's gone. That's it. <laughs> yeah. My dream role is also the next big project. Who would have fucking funk it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, that man. That is hilarious. It's it's funny to me. That's all, man. It's like we're all doing the same thing. Like I get it. Have your fun. It's like I'm not I'm not I'm not going into the threads and being like shut the fuck up. But you yeah, know, I'm, like, I'm like, definitely like arguing about it in that sense. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like, yeah. You know, I got to do what you need to do. But I'm like, man, and you think I don't? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, what? Uh, and uh, out of all the roles that you've played, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. Um, like, uh, out of all the roles that you've currently, that you've played, like, uh, w- w- what was, uh, was there any of the most, like, I'm sorry, what was one of the most challenging characters that you voiced and, uh, uh, and why? Um, there are a few and for differing reasons. Uh, one of them, funny enough, was I'll hate him, uh, because he's very, very, like, uh, monotone, uh, flat, cold, so to speak. Um, so trying to find a means of giving a lively enough performance without sounding uninteresting uh, was definitely a very difficult like line across. Like he wasn't vocally intense or anything, but again, trying to find the layers when only given this much wiggle room is super, super, super hard and tight. Um, and granted, it was harder in the beginning because he was more of a, like an anonymous, like, oh, who is he? Um, so we had to play it closer to chest, but then the more things that uh, developed in the story, the more it was like, okay, we can open it up a little bit and show a little more, have a little more range in, in the emotion and the thing. Not much, but just a little more to get people to understand, oh, okay, hold on. Like, there is actually a person there. Um, other roles, uh, I played a character named Misumi in uh, A3, um, a show called A3. Uh, I believe it was Spring and Summer. Uh, was the season it was the first season of it and um for me that was a that was a very strange voice for me because the japanese was like very high and so it was me kind of like 
oh boy, like I'm just kind of talking like this and whatnot. And it was like really strange to me. Um, and it was like very jarring, but, um, again, you know, uh, as, as, uh, recording went on and then, um, after it got released and people like absolutely loved it and it was like, oh yeah, no, he did, he did the role right. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm, that's all I can ask for. Um, and I guess the last one would be, uh, uh, I'd probably kind of give Chobe um, an honorable mention for no other reason than scratching the hell out of my voice because uh, doing some of those screams and, and going nuts because for that one, it's like, while well, Misumi is like all up high and like partial falsetto and stuff like that one is just like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like rasping up the voice and and, and, and screaming and attacking. And it's oh, like, God. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah. Your like, voice. I didn't even know you were Chobe until I saw your list. I was like, "Oh wow, that is a big departure from what you normally <laughs> what you normally yeah, because yeah. of the raspiness." It's like packs of cigarettes, like two two packs a day kind of situation, kind of with the raspiness. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, it's it's I, I love doing that voice. Um, and I, I actually uh, obviously NDAs, um, but I'm using that voice uh, or a similar enough thing now. Like I'm, I'm I'm starting to get like my typecasts are becoming uh either like hot guy or uh like vocal gremlin i guess for lack of a better <laughs> word and i mean and i i couldn't ask for better uh, <laughs> uh i'll i'll take it uh as long as as long as i still have a voice i'm, I'm more than happy to wreck it <laughs> that is that is true but like uh oh i i did interview uh marissa duran in december and uh, uh we were kind of geeking out about Hell, hell's paradise uh, uh, uh quite a bit about it and like and hopefully i just uh, crossing our fingers we're gonna get a sit hopefully there's a second season coming on that one uh but uh like you and you, like you said, you played uh, the violent yet loyal, like as a uh, Chobe as a. Uh, but this character seemed a lot different than what you've normally do. Like from like you were just like you were saying, either husbando level or or uh, what's called goblin. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Like, like how was your experience? Like overall, the experience just playing, uh, playing him. Like how was your experience uh, playing that character itself overall? Uh, I mean, it was it was super super fun. Um, you know, uh, I think there is a a level of us uh, uh, inside of us that always wants to do kind of like those unhinged characters, right? Um, or you know, violent, or where you kind of just get to get to do that sort of like psychopathy in a way. Um, so having a character where I could legitimately just you know it's essentially just like just scream, kill, murder, uh, laugh at all of it. And, and, and just kind of be that, like that, that fun unhinged performance rather than like, like there is no such thing as a, uh, a wrong choice when it comes to those kinds of characters. I mean, there is, but you've got to be really bad at acting to come across that. <laughs> um, but you know, being able to kind of like just no limits, just go for it. Um, super, super, super fun, super rewarding. Um, uh, and it was one of the one of the few times where I finally got to kind of use that voice. I mean, it's always been there. Um, it's just you know, when you get audition specs and whatnot, uh, there are very few times where that kind of a voice comes into play. You know, uh, but luckily, you know, uh, I started to build up the reputation of where my vo my 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 voice lies and. 
kind of the boundaries of what I can and can't do. So, and people have been recognizing that. Like I said, I just got cast in a project right now that I'm working on where I kind of, I'm using that same similar voice. Uh, and it's, and it's super, super fun. I absolutely love it. Like I said, vocal shredder, but absolutely love it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like one of the things I've like, I mean, this, I'd say your, that character is probably the closest to being a, um, um, a villain. Like, like, cause like, cause most of the, like, uh, they're, they're, I guess they're technically antagonists, but they're not antagonists because they're technically, criminals but still uh but right. still yeah but still it's like it's the closest that they could kind of be a, uh to the to, to be a protagonist than that i've uh that i've uh that that uh that i usually usually folks like to pr- like wanting to be the bad guy because they seem like they're they kind of don't have to follow the rules most of the time <laughs> most of the time throughout right the, throughout the deal so it feels yeah like that's i mean the- where it's sort of sort of i mean the the thing the thing that's interesting about performances is uh, you know everybody always wants to be the leads and um i for the most part could give two shits about the leads uh because and again obviously not every single lead um but for the most part they're kind of just like the straight character the it's 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 their foils that come into play that adds sort of more of the dimension into a show so it's like while you always have like you know let's let's say the 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 lead is just um your your stereotypical like shonen protagonist or whatever it could be um again they're generally the straight man so it's like while yes there are some comedic elements to be had and whatnot there is still like a boundary to play that character meanwhile like the antagonists that come across or the rivals or the secondary characters that become friends like those characters generally have the more uh the, the funner traits so to speak you know um especially like you know you can you can pick almost any show and while don't get me wrong the leads are usually the most loved because them being built as the straight man usually also makes them the most agreeable the most likable the one with the like the the most honorable values etc cetera, etc cetera. um but you know when you look at various shows uh you know how many times you're looking it's just like man that is a badass and super fun character like even looking at like super popular anime you know right like you have like um hunter hunter uh and uh while yes gone is uh you know super cool super fun whatnot people absolutely love kilua people absolutely go nuts for hisoka um you know secondary characters uh with respect to whatever uh, the lead um you look at naruto and people love like you know uh, yes they love naruto but they also really love gara they love orochimaru they love uh sasuke uh they love all these like you know different characters that come and play the supporting cast yeah so it's like for me um you know I've, I've, i've told like many people it's like i don't care uh whether or not i get the lead as long as like if i am given a lead I just want it to be an interesting lead, um, not like a one-dimensional sort of character. Otherwise, you know, uh, you know. Last example, you know, if you look at like Demon Slayer, like Inosuke for me s- steals that every almost every scene that he's in, um, or like in the Entertainment District uh, when they had a uh, uh, Tengen, like that guy was so fun and flashy uh, and badass, and it's like, yeah, screw Tanjiro, I don't, I don't give a shit about him. <laughs> like, let me see these other guys, you know. So. Yeah, kind of building on what you were mentioning, like, while there is something to be said about the uh, playing the leads, it's it's usually the characters that support and are surrounding the lead where that get the more uh, interesting qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because again, the lead generally has to be, you know, straight and straight and narrow to the straight point. and narrow. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, no, I totally understand. <laughs> it's like, that's why it's some of the series that like, like the certain series that like you were saying, like with Naruto, but like, I know like, like my hero is probably the biggest one in my currently right now, because it's like, yeah, people like the, the dude, but they like the dude, but like, there's so many more interesting people in that whole library of that series. That's like way oh, better yeah. than what most oh, people yeah. care about. Absolutely. Yeah. And some, some characters that have like so little screen time, but all of a sudden are like stealing hearts. Um, I mean, one piece is an even bigger example of that where it's like, yeah, everyone loves the main cast, but like you get a, you get a character like Shanks come up or Mihawk or Katakuri or, or Odin, who was, who was essentially just flashback characters. And he's like <laughs> top 10 or 20 in, in terms of people's like favorites. Like that's just the way it works. Yes, the interesting ones are always, you know, surrounding in some capacity. It's actually kind of a uh, true story. Uh, one of my, um, my, um, like my girlfriend at the time, like hated watching one piece because how long it is because uh, it took forever it takes forever i mean where were that like almost 1100 episodes now uh yeah. yeah yeah so like it took forever so like uh so she finally found an episode like that, that got her like the reason why she wanted to watch the series was because she finally saw an episode of uh i think his name was katakuri the dude loves eating donuts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 19 foot tall dude and then like he decided like he she fell in love with this dude that makes her that it forced her to kind of wanting to watch the series all the way up to that point to be like, oh, this is this is really cool. It's like you know what the the cast is already strong as it is, but when you have a random baddie that comes in one season and decides to say, hey, this is yeah. the reason why I'm going to go watch 1,100 episodes of an anime, it yep. just it just shows the power of all of that. So no, I totally agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like the, the yeah the good the the lead is the lead, but uh, you know it's more interesting to have. I think having if you have interesting side characters or characters that are like really cool at the in the deal i would definitely be proud about doing something doing a role like that on the side oh, any yeah. day oh yeah absolutely <laughs> all right and uh also uh and uh you voiced uh like the two characters like the two big character the two biggest characters that you've uh that, that you voiced that have like a ridiculous fan base in in my opinion is uh, al haytham so you got that right. <laughs> you know, get that. I'll hit them <laughs> in Genshin Impact and Raihan uh, in Pokemon yeah. yeah, Twilight Wings. Like, what was your reaction when you heard like about the extreme popularity of these characters? Like, I mean, when you've seen the ship, the like, I mean, I've seen fans fiction. I've seen like a lot of really crazy stuff about these about about these two characters. Like what like what was your uh like uh uh your reaction to all of this when you when you saw saw or heard about it? So Funny enough with so Raihan, I didn't actually care about any populator related things. That was just like, yo, shit, I'm in Pokemon right now. Like, what the fuck? You know, like 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 don't get me wrong, like I saw a couple of like the fan arts and I saw a little bit of the popularity thing, but um that one was more just a title thing than it was a character thing. Um, because there was, you know, again, that like major nostalgia factor to it. Um with regard to all Haytham, uh, that one, I I saw grow uh, from the start because you know I was already cast as him and recording while people were still leaking like, oh shit, here's his shoulder, oh here's his like ankle or whatever. It's like no one had like a complete unblurred image or anything. Um, and meanwhile, I'm just like interesting. Like y'all are geeking over 
like scraps right now. Interesting. They had like a and five minute YouTube video reaction of the person's shoulder. <laughs> like legitimately, it was kind of funny. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, as more got revealed and as they, they finally like came out and as they like, there, there was even like one of the initial trailers where I was finally revealed as the voice actor through the fucking YouTube description. Um, they, uh, he wasn't, he still wasn't shown in it. I don't think, uh, I could be wrong. There were, there might've been leaks by that point. Um, but like officially it was still like in the dark, I believe. And, um, you know, people finally like taking the, uh, uh, like the fuller, the full body leaks. And, and, and also when they finally got the, the official image, uh, and, and seeing that blow up as it did, uh, was kind of insane actually. Um, it only added that much pressure into hoping that the fans liked me because again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you, you incur the wrath of the fans, you're fucked. Um, but, uh, um, it, 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 it was, it was, it was that one. I, I, I got to see unfold in real time. Just, uh, all of the, the, uh, <laughs> the extreme, uh likeness uh or the extreme liking rather that the the fans were taking to this uh quote unquote feeble scholar did you find um, that interesting or like i mean like uh, that that's what's that well you're at ground oh, yeah, zero of course. This. Yeah. of course of course yeah no I'm, of course i found it interesting i mean i i i i mean i'm i grew up on the internet essentially you know i was i've been here from from day one practically so uh, that kind of stuff, it doesn't phase me. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, ye god, uh, <laughs> heaven's my heart. I can't take it. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, oh, y'all are really down bad right now. That's kind of crazy. Um, but like nothing I haven't seen before, you know? So um, for me, it was more just like a, a badge of honor, I guess, uh, to, to have that. I even had like friends uh, that were um, sending me some of this fan art uh, kind of like poking fun or it's just like, yo, they really fucking like your character. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also yeah, don't, yeah. don't pretend also, I, I was also like, don't pretend you, uh, you saved that picture just to send me. I know you saved that to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's your wallpaper lock screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you just, you, you're just using this as a cover. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't worry. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, I just found it. I just found it. I promise. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. That's cool though. I mean, it's just, I just find it very funny it's really funny and fascinating when i see stuff like that and i'm just like wow it's like i didn't think of, it's weird because like you don't think especially like with genshin impact there's just a huge like character roster that's just growing i mean they're in their what third or fourth year now and like to say that the to say that people are going to love a character or hate a character is like you know it's hard to say, but to say that someone's that have straight up hype for end of like specific characters, even before they come out is quite imp interesting to like, Oh wow. What makes this person like the husband of the year for you? You know, I mean, I just, yeah, no, uh, it's, it's definitely luck of the draw. I definitely got super, super lucky on that. <laughs> it's just, he, he, he definitely like, like you said, there, there, there's a chance that he could have just flown under the radar, you know, but the fact that he was built up uh, as this kind of like huge character and the fans took it, ran with it. And obviously as more content gets uh, released, uh, he'll fall down in the tier list uh, in terms of people's preferences and whatnot. But I still think he's like, I mean, 
once you hit in that sort of like the the top 10 top 20 like husbandos kind of a scenario it's like yeah. i don't think you're necessarily falling off uh uh, so yeah, like I said, luck of the draw. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, uh, is he, was he an NPC or was he actually a, uh, a draw character? I'm not, uh, yeah. Uh, ultimately he's playable. Uh, oh, he's playable? so okay. yeah, yeah. He, he was an NPC to begin with, but leaks, uh, had informed everybody that he was going to be a playable later. So I think that also, when you have a playable husband, that's what really just like, uh, seals uh, the deal. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh man, he's hot, and I own him. Like, holy hell! <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like two, two birds, one stone, right there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, and my final question to you, uh, Nizzy, uh like uh, the level of representation in uh, voice in voiceover has gradually improved overall, especially like I mean, like I love seeing it, and uh, especially for like you know multi ethnic uh, voice actors itself. Uh, since you like have a foot in the game. Uh, in it like how how's your experience been overall like I mean uh, through your uh, through your journey um I think my experience has been generally positive uh I can't deny that uh me being ethnic uh hasn't helped in some opportunities here and there um and it's one of those cases where there's always something that can be improved right like uh, there isn't like uh, a 100% we've reached end goal here and whatnot. And what end goal is, I don't know. You know, uh, it's one of those, like, we just want to see, we just want to see for conditions to be more um, equal across the board is really what it boils down to. Um, I think one of the, the pigeonholes that's happening, uh, which needs to kind of, uh, again, we're still navigating the landscape is, finding and using tokens, you know, uh, it's, it's not going just to a single actor, uh, and using them as your every black guy or every middle Eastern guy or every, you know, it's like, there is, there's an element. Exactly. It's just like, okay, cool. We've gotten those actors and yes, they fit the bill and it's great. However, there are others, there are more, um, so it's kind of trying to get companies and get clients to understand that th having their favorite token isn't an answer either, you know, uh, using myself as an example, or it's just like, you know, if, if there is a Middle Eastern role, like I probably get an audition for it. Do I land them all? Of course not, obviously not. But, you know, depending on the client, depending on the company, I probably have more consideration than others because of my tenure with said companies or clients or friends or whatever it could be. Um, and so it's like, I don't get wrong, a paycheck's a paycheck and I'll take if it's given to me. But there is that element of there is more than just me. Um, there is, you know, uh, numerous, uh, individuals in the industry, um, that just need to be given the chance, uh, to build up their skills, to be at, uh, the level where me and some of my peers are at, you know, uh, cause it's, it's, it is, it is hard. Sometimes it is a, well, we'd love to give that opportunity, but there is still a level of meritocracy to this you still need to have your skills up to snuff and be able to act and you know it's kind of finding that balance of 
getting more actors in and getting their feet sweat and kind of building them up because as many classes as you take, again, it's no substitute for actual experience. Um, I didn't get to where I was without the past couple of years, um, mainly the pandemic uh, and the remote recordings and everything. Um, I got my feet so wet. Uh, and because of that, I just, I constantly learned and learned and learned and got better. And now it's like, I am a completely different actor than I was three years ago. And it's all thanks to the experience. Um, so is it in a, in an okay place right now? I think it's okay. Um, there are absolutely concerted efforts in terms of getting more, uh, POCs, more ethnic actors, uh, people that fit the bills and whatnot. Um, the main thing is just kind of learning to navigate, uh, tokenization, um, preventing that. And, um, also, uh, shoehorning, uh, people only into their specific categories as well. Cause I feel like, um, in a weird way, we've kind of gone back to full circle, uh, where, uh, some actors will only be considered for roles of their ethnicity. And there is a give and take to this, right? Where um, you've just gone. And part of the problem was the opportunities uh, for roles being like spread across. But what the answer is, I don't know. Um, it probably is like creating more diversity in the characters and cast themselves. That's probably really what it boils down to um, in terms of having actors brought in and being able to spread the wealth and, and whatnot. Cause as of right now, um, you know, uh, having myself uh, only being given a middle Eastern thing and looking at that and it's just like, okay, cool. That's fine. If you actually had a wealth of middle Eastern characters, but guess what? You have like, one terrorist every like 20 video games and that's all i get so it's like okay cool we either need to find a way to finagle the the ethnic boundaries into who can audition for what what will be accepted for what our accents okay as long as everything is done respectfully and whatnot or the easier answer being just like putting more than like one just ethnicity in a video game so that the opportunities are back to limited again, you know? Um, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely, it is absolutely better than where it was. Uh, there is no, absolutely no doubt about that. Um, but you know, as most things in this industry, there is always room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that, but I, I definitely love the fact though. Uh, uh, just, I mean, I'm just looking on the outside. I may not, I don't know how it is on your, on, on the inside, but, but when I'm seeing like how, how you, how you are like, you know, are proceeding like seeing role in the roles that you've been getting as well as, uh, you know, like Alejandro Saab and like, uh, like Zeno Robinson and, and group <coughs> like that, like just getting a lot more diverse. Cause, uh, cause I remember, I mean, I'm old school too. I'm OG when it comes to like all the seeing all the voice acting and seeing how where it started for like uh, when you saw like a uh, when you see a, a black voice actor was getting pigeonholed in those black roles, uh, but it's very limited and they were never either the lead or the supporting or whatever. And but then to where it is today, where you're just seeing a very good like a better multi uh, multi cultured. Uh, like you know, background of voice actors that are that are that are, uh, that are doing it, then it's like okay, uh, it's getting better. We're not there yet, but it is getting better, right? <laughs> you know, right? You know, it, <laughs> it, it begins opening up that like discussion of like you know how much is too much, um, you know, because like for instance, you look at Phil Lamar's Samurai Jack, right? Um, nobody, nobody hates that. 
uh, he is doing a a um, respectful interpretation with an accented read on there, um, and everybody absolutely loves him. Uh, so again, there's a lot of discussion to be had in the industry regarding just like where do uh, the limitations occur. Um, by all means, like having actors of the proper ethnicity voicing the proper ethnicity, ethnic characters, um, absolutely delightful. Um, but there's also that element of if the clients aren't constantly like bringing in more of those, then again, you're just kind of bringing us back to square one where it's like, okay, cool. I'm only being considered for this one thing the same way I was five years ago. Um, what are we doing here? You know? Um, but, uh, you know, I think respect, uh, has a lot to go, uh, and uh, rather has a lot to do with it. Um, and, you know, just hopefully clients, uh, just expand the rosters more so that there isn't this sort of just, constantly you know pigeonholing and whatnot because um, right, because right. there, there have been a number of times where you know people will come up to me um and uh talk about like their love of the fact that like they feel represented by my casting in a project and it's like okay cool i didn't voice a middle eastern character so sometimes the actor themselves having them in the project also aids in that sort of inclusion and sort of that representation um Again, super, 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 uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, super nuanced conversation that needs to be had, uh, yeah. that, you know, while, while clients and, and, and companies figure out what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, we're, we're getting there at yeah, some point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best way to say it, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, but uh, Lizzie, it was a delight talking to you. It was awesome uh, getting a chance to interview. Thank you for stopping by. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you. Highly appreciate you. Uh, you know, putting on with putting up with my lengthy ass uh, <laughs> responses and whatnot. A lot of hey. these could have just been like a couple sentences, but here we are. <laughs> hey, I love discussions, man. It's always it's always good. I, it was just really interesting to hear you talk about about uh, your your take on things. So it's cool, dude. Uh, uh, so, but like, guys, once again, if you want to, if you love the interview, like with Nazi uh, Tarsha, as the, uh, uh, definitely check it out here on any podcast services out there. We will release it. We release it on all podcast services as well on our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. So, once again, this is Davis signing out. Y'all, take it easy. <clears throat>